Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. This is the Abby Normal Podcast, here to tell you that you're weird and that's normal. You know those family legends that float around? They're whispered about or laughed about on family holidays. Or maybe there was a big bang at the time the story occurred and then it was never spoken of again. No one knows exactly what happened, but everyone knows that something went down. Well, my family has one of those stories. It's about my cousin Matt, the sweet little kiddo with the cherubic face, who at 15 concocted a plan, recruited some sidekicks, conned his parents, and rode a bus to Portland, Oregon, 18 hours from home. Why did he do it? Um, what made me do it? A girl. Matt had fallen for a girl on MySpace and then lied his ass off to get to meet her in person. I was pretty impressed with this story when I heard it back in the day. But now I want to hear the whole story from his mom and dad and from Matt himself. The parents, Mona and Rob, are up first to explain the setup of Matt's plan. He was supposed to be staying at a friend Daniel's house and then they were going to Magic Mountain. So we're sitting outside in the burning heat and three kids are making quite a ruckus in the pool. Rob's up first. Mona checked it all out. Mona talked to Daniel's mom. Yep. Daniel's mom said, absolutely, Matt's welcome to go with us, you know. And so what happened then was that on the day that Daniel picked Matt up and put him on a bus to Portland, (laughs) Daniel told his mother that... Uh, Matt had gotten grounded and couldn't come. Oh, it was the perfect plan. (laughs) It's pretty genius. Yeah. Several times a day I'd call and, you know, we'd talk about what they did. And he was on a bus to Oregon. Yeah. I I would call Matt. What are you guys doing? He's like, oh... We, we went to Taco Bell, and now we're going to walk over to see Reba. And, oh I mean, he, like, gosh. just had the whole story. Oh. Now, do you have enough money, Matt? Yeah, I got plenty of money. I'm okay. What did you do last night? Well, we watched some videos, and, you know, oh, I don't know. Mrs. Papengelen made baklava or something. <laughs> the setup seems pretty solid, so where did things go awry? I was concerned because they were supposed to go as a group to Magic Mountain. This all started, I guess, Saturday morning when they were supposed to be leaving for Magic Mountain. And I said like, okay, what time are you leaving? Oh, as soon as Daniel's friends get here. All right, cool. So then I'd call back like 10 o'clock. Have you guys left yet? Because there were teenagers and I was worried about them driving were they driving themselves there or was daniel's mom allegedly driving them? i don't remember okay but you were were, concerned about it yes they wouldn't like leave on time right i mean they were teenagers driving to to los angeles so i'd call and like have you guys are you on the road yet you know no no we haven't left yet uh uh one of the guys can't find his keys okay but well matt i mean if you leave now it's going to be one o'clock when you get there. 
you know, so this goes yeah, on. Yeah, and yeah. I, you know, every couple hours I check on him. Right. And, this uh, is the flaw in his plan is yes. that he had not calculated the time to get yes, to Magic yes. Mountain yes. to be able to lie properly about yes, it. Yes, <laughs> yes. So hadn't left, hadn't left. So I'm like, it gets to be like two o'clock. I'm like, well, Matt, this is ridiculous. There, What's the point in driving, what, four, three and a half, four hours right. from Fresno yeah. to Magic Mountain? To get there at six o'clock. Yeah, yeah, this is ridiculous. Well, we're going to stay with one of the guy's aunts, so maybe we'll go tomorrow or something like that. Oh. So then, you know, I continue to call every couple, you know, and every hour or something. Are you on the road? And uh, my little spidey senses uh -huh. are tingling. Something is fishy here. So then he stops answering my calls. <gasps> oh. And so I decide I'm calling Daniel. Mm -hmm. So I called Daniel and I said, hey, what are you guys doing? Uh, oh, we're here. And I'm like, you know, at the park or something. And he's like, yeah. I said, well, what time did you get there? Oh, about 10. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Where's Matt? Oh, Matt's in the bathroom. Uh-huh. You go get Matt and you tell him I need to talk to him. So then in a little bit, Matt calls me. And uh, I said, Matt, you know, you were telling me, you know, I piece it all together. Yeah. I just talked to Daniel and he tells me that they, you guys have been there since 10 o'clock. So what's going on? Where are you? I'm in a park. I'm in... Portland. <laughs> so he, he knew he had to fess up. Yeah, he had to fess yeah. up. So he had pretended to be Tiffany's brother's friend whose parents went away for the Easter holiday. So he was staying with them. So he hadn't just lied to you. They had also <laughs> lied to the girlfriend's family too. Oh yeah. And, and to the girlfriend <laughs> about his age. Oh yeah, yeah. But... Oh yeah. The star of this story, Matt, is now 28. He's in product development and he lives in Southern California. Let's hear what he thinks about all this now. Like, wh why did you do this? And then how did it feel like in the moment when it was happening? My opinion, it wasn't that hard. To execute it? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Because your parents trust you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, mistake number one. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, granted, I caused a lot of heartache and stuff, so I'm pretty remorseful on that part, but I would do it again. <laughs> 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 to be completely honest. Okay, what made you do it? <laughs> a girl. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I mean, I did it, but to see that girl was kind of the motivator. Uh-huh. Um, and was there any other way to accomplish that besides lying to your parents and sneaking to Portland? If I told the truth, they wouldn't let me go. Uh, yeah, lies are bad. Lies are bad. But also your only option? Yes. <laughs> uh, it's. I know this is not, not like, correct, but, um, yeah, I, I think, like, there's an opportunity, you plan out the logistics, you assume the risk, whatever yeah. that risk may be. Mm -hmm. That's life. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. So, how was it once you got there? Like, were you having the time of your life? The bus trip wasn't that fun. 
I remember stopping in um, Sacramento or something like that to change buses. And I got stopped by the security. And they thought I was under the influence of drugs. Yeah, so they pulled me aside. No. Yeah, went through my bag and all that stuff and didn't find anything because I was a 16-year-old. Why did they think you were on drugs? I remember like, you know, the uh, lights will give like a reflection. So I was kind of, you know, doing a walk on the lights and stuff. And So they, you're being a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 16-year-old <okay>. weirdo. <laughs> um, all said and done, got up to Portland, took public transport around. Not that difficult. Met up with her, with her friends, had a place to stay for the first couple nights i was at uh her friend's house and then the remaining nights i was in the basement of her house mm-hmm. um, did her parents know you were there yeah i okay, was that's good yeah i was uh her brother's friend oh, okay that was my backstory yeah i mean it was the whole trip was awesome yeah i had a lot of fun at what point if ever did you start getting concerned that your parents were on to you it was the last day on the last day when I was going back to the bus station, I got a call from my friend who took me to the bus station. He said, you know, my mom talked to your mom. They know we're not where we said we were going to be. So I was like, okay, well, plans fallen through. They know. Can't bullshit them at that point. How did you feel about that when your friend said that? Not sad that I got caught, but sad that they found out. Mm-hmm. it's like kind of like a difference in the sense of like my intentions weren't to like run away and say you know f you parents i'm out yeah my intentions were to go up and see someone that i liked at that at that time so i think it was more like a realization that this is going to be interpreted by them mm-hmm. in a different manner right than my in- intentions oh so that so what did you do called grandfather grandfather told us to tell matt that he was having a heart episode and that he needed to come home immediately that's just mean well also, but the crazy story making up apparently runs in the yes <laughs> now we know so, where he got it yes. from oh no no grandmother always said like matt was a, like a little charles yeah you know? but uh but matt was matt was gonna arrive home on time he was yeah he he had his bus ticket back and he arrived easter morning and i went and picked him up mm-hmm. <laughs> In silence, we, you know, yeah, came back to Visalia. And what was his punishment? Right. <laughs> we took every form of equipment and entertainment away from him. Mm-hmm. There was blubbering. Every night there was blubbering. Do you remember? Yeah. He would cry, and of course he'd go to mom. Softy cats. Uh-huh. Yeah. How long did you take it away? Weeks. Yeah. Weeks and weeks. Oh, I went to his school and told his principal what had happened. I said, if if he does not show up for school, call me. Yeah. Call me. 
Because he's on lockdown. He's on the lamb. I am my own worst enemy, I'm so with the words. Oh, with my movement, or I'm flipping a bird. Like rhyming, don't pay much, so I do it just for kicks. Either way, you got me bitty bitching for rent. I feel what Matt was saying so hard. I remember that thought process of wanting to do something and coming to the logical conclusion that I was going to have to lie or avoid the truth to do it. It wasn't a spontaneous act of mischief. I would weigh the pros and cons and decide what to do. Maybe this makes the lying more morally gratuitous? I don't know. But what it felt like was that I was being forced to lie by the system i.e. my loving and involved parents' rules. I did not want to hurt them, so I totally get what he said about being sad that they knew versus sad that you got found out. You were sad for them. Anyway, I didn't know this would lead to a moral philosophy dilemma, but I want to conclude with something my mom, Matt's aunt, proposed regarding rebellion. I have my own theory. I think it's totally genetic. I think it is all in the genes. It's why my mom met my dad. My mom was not supposed to dance because it was against being a Baptist. And what did she do in Dallas for her first date? She went out to a dance with my dad. (laughs) And then you know that your great-great-great-great-grandfather was the pastor to the pilgrims. And that's completely rebellious because they couldn't get along with anybody and had to come worship their own way in America, (laughs) right? Right. Yeah. So I honestly believe it, that it's in the genes. So does this play out in Matt's family? Here's his mom, Mona. Seventh grade kind of started the, I'm hiding behind the bushes and smoking cigarettes. Hiding behind the bushes. (laughs) Already in seventh grade? Oh my god! There were the bushes beside the gym at Tanaya. Uh Yeah, it was was good though. Yeah. Got in a lot of trouble. Yeah, like a school trouble? No, not school trouble, but parents coming down because they found a note that I left at home that had some bad things in it uh-huh. and dad came to pull me out of school <gasps> no because my mom found the note <gasps> so kind of like experimenting like uh, maybe ninth grade experimenting with um weed uh-huh. and downers and i don't even know what we were thinking yeah but that's what the note was about right 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 <laughs> the wrath of Dr. House. Uh-huh. No, it's got you in big trouble. <laughs> yep. Did you ditch school? No, but Margo did. Margo did the ditching for oh, me. Oh, you're telling on Margo right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She ditched um, mostly in high school. You guys were two years apart? Yeah. Were two you and friends? Two and a half years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we were friends. Did you confide in each other? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she was a best friend. Yeah. I remember when I was younger, I would sleep in her bed. Aww. That was junior high. That's so. cute. We argued. Mom says we argued all the time. But yeah, but you remember the good, yeah. the good sisterly stuff. Yes. So which which one of your kids was most like you when you were a teenager? 
probably Matt. Yeah. So you're saying you're saying he was the naughty one. Yes. That's what I'm hearing. Yes. <laughs> and Sarah was not the naughty one. Yeah. And what about Matt's dad and sister Sarah? Do they exhibit the rebel gene? Were you a troublemaker in middle school? Do you like to push the limits? No. And a little in high school, but not in middle school. Yeah. Even in college, when I would go out at night and I would come back, I'd have to go in. I'm home, Mom. Oh. Yeah. She check wouldn't in. sleep well. Yeah. I'm like, I'm home, Mom. <laughs> Covers mouth. <Yeah. laughs> Were your parents really strict? I don't know. We just knew what they approved of and they didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we didn't get lectured in, yeah. Yeah. When I t when Matt ran away, and I think one of the first people I called after Charles and Margaret was my brother. Yeah. He's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, that must be the house genes. The Herman boys wouldn't even have left the county. I'm like, exactly. It so is, the it Herman is. boys, when they started driving, were told that they could only drive in this, yeah, this like a block around their house. Whatever well, no, there were streets that were off limits oh. because they concern they scared my mom. Yeah. <laughs> the, and, the and Cooper and Collins and Pioneer Parkway, and it was like that. And so, I one time took everybody to lunch, and the restaurant was on Cooper, and I like snaked through parking lots to avoid, avoid being on Cooper. Oh that's, how, that's how obedient they yeah. were. Oh my yeah. gosh. Mona like would do handbrake turns on Cooper just to <laughs> yeah. No. yeah. Are you just born like that or? I think so. I think so. Well, I mean, just like look at my, my parents. I mean, your parents are like, independent your your father was very strong-willed and uh you know but my parents weren't like that your mom was uh in a wheelchair all of, since 14. yeah so i don't know it's just just personality types yeah and, you think so, yeah yeah okay and then something. sarah talk about sarah because sarah was just like totally the opposite yeah I mean, yeah. as far as well, you know, maybe she was just better at it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think uh, Uncle Matt was better at it. He learned yes. from my sister and I not what not to do. And yes. Then Sarah was just a good little, you know, easy baby. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think she was that way as she grew up. I mean, um, you know, I knew they were different when um, when they were infants. Right. I, you would change Matt's diaper, and you like grab his little legs and I go and he would just scream he just thought that was the funniest thing first time I did that to Sarah <laughs> just stared at you yeah, yeah. like but so, what are you doing dummy yeah, so, so Matt was you know quick to laugh and quick to cry and Sarah was just much more even keel yeah. uh, that child when she got old enough she would just amuse herself with clay or crayons or 
she was just a happy cl clam, just making beads and making little figures. And she was the kid, it's like, I never had to worry about her homework. Right. Because she would just do it. She would just do it. Yeah. Matt would... <laughs> I would ask him every night about his homework. Oh, yeah, got it all done. And he hadn't touched it. No, yeah. no. So I think we've at least narrowed it down. The house genes on my mom's side are responsible for this willingness to throw caution to the wind and do whatever it is that you want to do. If you're not sure, here's one last quick story about my grandfather just leaving his rental car in front of the airport. Pulled in and we had to turn in the car. However, we also had to be at uh, the plane. <laughs> we were that far from, from the time I was leaving. Charles said, get out, get your bag, and let's go. And he just left the car right there. I said, well, you can't do that. And he said, yes, I can. They'll come get it. <laughs> I guess they did. Mm -hmm. Did you leave it at the airport? Yes. Not even close to the rental. <laughs> yeah. That's where we get it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's where you yeah. get it. <laughs> Don't ask permission. Ask for forgiveness. That's right. <laughs> Maybe your family legend is juicier or naughtier than mine, but I still think that the family legend communicates something about a family. In my case, it's about the rebel gene. This track is That Dude by the High Decibels. <laughs> 